Welcome to Radar. This program can be heard at thevinyldistrict.com or anywhere fine podcasts are found. Here is your host, Evan Toth. Robbie Takak can tell you some stories. A founding member of the Goo Goo Dolls in the 1980s, he was there in those rough and tumble, hard rock early days, and he evolved with the band to produce some of the most heard alternative rock numbers of the 1990s. In fact, the band's song Iris was ranked number one on Billboard's Top 100 Pop Songs 1992-2012 to chart. While Robbie and longtime Goo Goo Dolls frontman Johnny Resnick work on a new album, it seemed it was the right time for them to dive into the archives and compile and produce an anthology of rare cuts and seldom heard live performances. The album is called Rarities, and it provides some very revealing and informative glimpses into songs that we've all heard many many times. Robbie joins me to discuss the tracks on this new compilation, but we also talk about those heady Goo Goo Dolls days when it seemed the Dolls music was inescapable whenever you spun a radio dial. We discuss the good and bad elements of the algorithms that keep their finger on our collective pulses, and we track the path of one of the most successful rock and roll bands of the late 20th century. While I've been fortunate to have Johnny Resnick on the program, it's now Robbie's turn to dish and give us a glimpse inside the modern-day machinations of the Goo Goo Dolls. Hey, how are you? Hey, Robbie, how you doing? There doing you good. are. Doing good. You got your upright back there. You're ready to. I'm just learning, man. I'm just learning. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, yeah, I just started playing uh, uh, during the pandemic, actually. Oh so, yeah? yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people did. Uh, people took up yoga. People uh, started, uh, you know, uh, whatever they were doing, and you you picked up upright bass. Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, uh, I'm not sure it was a wise choice, but we'll see. Hey, congrats on the holiday record. Uh, I had Johnny on a few months ago, uh, and we talked about it. He was a part of the uh, our Christmas show here, and uh, I can't believe it's uh, all these months later, and we were talking uh, about the pandemic, and he was bummed out, and his travel plans were a little impacted, but uh, here we are, things are a little bit better, so uh, so that's uh, that's good news, so it's good to have you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate you uh, taking the time, man. You got it. It's crazy to hear a lot of these tunes in their infancy, really. I got uh, goosebumps a few times just with some of those vocal acoustic uh, takes. And uh, tell me about the new project. Tell me about the Rarities Project here. Uh, Well, as you mentioned, there was a little bit of time, uh, you know, that we kind of spent just sitting around. And uh, our manager was sort of going through, you know, we weren't all that active. I mean, we we're doing a lot of stuff, actually, probably compared to a lot of bands. We were actually pretty busy through the pandemic. But uh, he had a little bit of a chance to kind of go through his office and he found a old box of dat tapes. I don't know if you remember dat tapes sure, or I not. Do. But I yeah, I yeah, of course. Around here somewhere. Yeah, there you go. So, um, yeah, so uh, he took the dats and uh, John said, uh, you know, I should get you a dat player so you could see what was on those. And uh at that point, our manager sort of just started going through a box boxes of stuff that is, you know, that we had had over the years. Some of it we had never even heard before, right. you know. So it was, yeah. So, uh, you know, he sort of curated what was on it, 
And uh, we were like, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, it, is it, you know, it was an interesting listen for us, like I said, because a lot of that stuff we had never heard before. Like, I mean, it wasn't even like we hadn't heard it in a long time. Like, you know, it was something that just sort of popped up from a radio station or, you know, popped up from an, from a early, a very early on online event or something like that. So it's pretty cool. That is cool. As I said, um, it is it, it is really weird. Uh, well, I don't know if weird's the word, but it's it's um, shocking almost to hear those songs in their infancy. You know, so many of those tunes have become such they're just there, you know, they, you, they, they, they just exist. And, and we're so used to hearing them in that place. So to hear uh, Johnny or j- just go through them and, and uh, imagining that that was one of the first times it was really played and hearing it like that was, um, you know, really interesting. Take us back to those early days a little bit, right? When you had some of those tunes, you know, did you guys know, did you feel like th- these were the blueprints of these really uh, huge tunes that were just going to be Im- impressed into the global consciousness or how-, how was it kind of putting some of those early tracks down? I think you always want to think you're doing something great, you know, but I mean, there's moments where you're listening and thinking to yourself, you know, I can remember early on, like, especially like around name and such where, you know, we started to hear songs and I was like, wow, yeah, that's that's different than what we've been doing. You know, like you could feel there was a shift, you know, going on. And John was, you know, kind of getting a little bit more comfortable with sort of, I don't know, writing in that style. You know, for a while we were a little scared to. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. You know, we were we were a pretty heavy band and uh, we didn't want to let down those 7000 people who, you know, it, it had supported us, you know, and uh, but, you know, I think the more we moved on and the more you know we saw what was working and you know we saw there was places to drive power from other than walls of Marshall amplifiers and right. you know when you know when you know when smashing your head against the monitor at the front of the stage like and I guess ultimately we've had the luxury to find out what a band like that sounds like when they grow up a little bit you right. know I mean a lot of yeah a lot of bands don't get that luxury for 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 a multitude of reasons you know most of the time because they don't last but other times because they're afraid to move on like i was saying and you know yeah but you know we've you know john specifically you know is you know has been pretty uh adamant you know about not really worrying about that so much so was he the one that kind of took the the lead in in sort of bringing that more of an acoustic uh, vibe into those? Because as you say, you know, especially on this rarities album, you know, you really see those those first few tracks are like, whoa, you know, you know, this is a, this is a first first and foremost, you guys were a really um, uh, rock, a rock band, you know, you were a rock band, yeah. and, and, and you yeah. know, you're, obviously you always were, but um, but then that shift did happen. Was it really mostly from him? Was there concern? Like, like almost as you were saying, like, well, we don't want to alienate the audience or you just kind of had to get over that or you just saw it working, I guess. I mean, the conversations happened early on. I think we were always pretty respectful to, you know, to the people who came up with us. You know, I, I don't think it was ever jarring or anything like even on our very early records, there were songs played, you know, on acoustic guitars and, you know, I think we probably thought they were much, <laughs> much more melodious and, and, uh, you know, uh, yeah, you know, but, but, uh, but, you know, I think, you know, it, it, it wasn't a crazy shock to fans to hear that we did that kind of stuff, you know? So I think when it became more of a part of what we did, like I said, I, I feel like it was sort of just sort of a progression of, you know, how we were growing as, 
people, you know, as you know, we, you know, we were growing up, we weren't, you know, 19, 20 years old, like we were when we started the band anymore. Who were some of your influences in the, uh, the early days there, other musical influences, either, either folks that you played with or just, just, uh, you know, other musical acts that you guys were mutual fans of. Well, I mean, back in the day, you know, in the, you know, in the late eighties, early nineties, we would play with bands like bad brains and motorhead, and, uh, dag nasty Fugazi, you know, bands like that. That's the gangrene, the gun club. Like those were sort of the circles we traveled in back then. And in the middle, it was, you know, a whole different group of, bands that we started traveled around with you know it's funny this you know you know we've had such a three very distinct phases you know that this band's gone through you know like you know you know figuring out how to be a band and you know being a hard rock band and you know and and wanting to be nothing but that you know just you know we were loving what we were doing and then you know we got some hit songs and we were that band for a while and that was really exciting you know, uh, you know, I mean, it, it's crazy exciting. And then we were this band that like had a bunch of huge songs and we had to figure out how do you move forward and feel like you're still moving forward. You know, right. when 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 you've got this like shadow of, you know, this 10 year run, which is pretty nuts, you know, and and uh, but, you know, I, I don't think you can expect to live up to that maybe you right. know what i mean like yeah. i think you just gotta feel like you can move forward and we said that after name too you know like right. Right. <laughs> and it did happen like multiple times you know so it can happen you know yeah you know <laughs> right. it can happen but you know i think you just gotta kind of keep your head in a good place about your music and and as long as you're sincere about what you're doing i think you know uh, people will hang on and and even if maybe you're moving into some directions that aren't their favorite, I think that they can still hang on to those things about the band that they've enjoyed and, and sort of take the journey with us and maybe hope in their hearts it's a little bit different next time. I don't know. <laughs> right, right. You know, I always think of this um, uh, this Beatles, uh, this thing from this Beatles moment where, you know, when they first came to New York, they they were just like inundated with, fans and craziness and stuff and and the only place they could go to get away from it all was they they went into a bathroom you know in the hotel and they would all just kind of sit in there and go oh man you know this is crazy and everything but what was it like you know when when you guys first had those first few hits i mean and and, and those tunes were just everywhere you know and i mean i i graduated high school in 96 so i mean it was just such a part of the the landscape it was like the lights are on and the goo goo dolls are on the radio somewhere so what was it like you know what was it like sort of being in the middle of that that hurricane there uh, during those heady years well, we we went from like we were the band who would do anything like like we would go to any radio station because we were just happy people were playing our records. You know, right. we had been touring in a van for for over a decade, driving around playing punk rock shows and promoter's name was Timmy, right. you know, right. and, and uh, you know, and uh, so we were just like super happy. And when things got really busy, we never stopped being that band. Mm. So we were. I mean, man, we would pull into like a parking lot of a, a of a hotel after having finished a show five hours earlier, and there'd be a Warner rep standing in the in the in the parking lot, and 
they pull us out of our bunks and throw us, <laughs> throw us in their in their van and with, with a couple of cups of coffee and we go to six seven radio stations man yeah, and yeah. then you know and then we go to uh the venue and we you know sound check and and have a meet and greet and do another show and and mm-hmm. hang out all night and get loaded and then and then do the same thing again every single day so like it, it was crazy but i always say like if like when it really happens like you're so busy man right like if you're one to take advantage of the opportunities which we were you know like because that's always what we did you know you know and it's still you know we we still you know <laughs> you know we get called some crazy places sometimes to play you know you know we've been on you know we've been in the macy's parade three times you right. know it's like you know like we'll we'll do it you know why not it's you know it's like people watching you play your songs it's you know right it's an amazing thing but you know yeah so uh you know i think you're just so busy that you don't really have time to think about it too much you know and we were young and we were kind of partying pretty yeah. hard so you know there's a lot of time and unnecessary healing time too that was sort of you know taken up then as well but yeah but you know i mean it was you know it it's a blast and uh you know it's great to have hit records <laughs> you know it's amazing you yeah. know but you know man that there's ebb and flow uh to careers so you know as i've been saying i think we're lucky enough to be able to have found a cool way to navigate that the rock band is kind of a dying breed lately there aren't a whole lot of like bands you know like this band or that band and it's a lot of individuals and solos and stuff like that um do do you ever think about that you know that you guys were you know such a band and uh, you know obviously you still are but um you know, do you ever think about how that landscape changed from being the band to an individual? I mean, I guess it's harder to corral a couple people, you know, than it is to corral one, right? You know, and to making decisions and such. So I guess that that happens quite often. You know, it's all about the chemistry. And but I think even with these guys whose names are one, you know, it's one person. I'm I'm sure more often than not, you'd find a team of people, you know, who are you know, very supportive of what they do and, you know, or maybe operating in the shadows a little bit more, you know, but uh, quite often you find, you know, there's a couple of guys, you know, who, you know, who have been with these dudes for the whole ride. Back to the album, were there any tracks that you heard that really particularly struck you or surprised you? Or like you said, there were some things you hadn't heard, but was there anything that you, uh, uh, that really stood out to you? Yeah, uh, I'm just looking at the list here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, there was that "Take Me Out to the Ball Game" cover, which was uh, which was a trip. I actually just went to a, I, I took I took my daughter to a, a, the Blue Jays are playing in Buffalo here now because oh. yeah because they can't play up in uh, right, Toronto. Canada, and, things are different, right? Yeah, so I'm not like a big sports guy or anything really, but but we love to go to a baseball game every once in a while. So I brought her down there, and it's funny we were just talking about that song. Because I was reminded of it, I, I, I recorded that at Electric Lady Studios in New York. We had never been there before, you know. And I remember sitting there going, "Damn it!" It's like here we are in Electric Lady and record, take me out to the ball game, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but uh, I, you know, I thought John found a kind of a cool way to approach it. You know, it's a very binary kind of right. kind of sound and such. So you know, I mean, that was kind of exciting. That was like that really brought back some memories. That was that was really crazy time for this band man like we were kind of like on our way out of buffalo a little bit but we were still living here and i'm back again by the way right Um, i was curious where you were i guess you are you're 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 in buffalo yeah 
Yeah, I've been back here. My my daughter's ten now or nine now, so I've been so I've been back here nine years. <laughs> right. Yeah, I figured it was the right thing. Uh, yeah, and also there was uh there was a whole series of songs that we did like uh, with that were combined with uh, the Boy Named Goo record. We did with Jerry Finn and Rob Cavallo. It was the first time we were had worked with Rob because uh, uh, Lou Giordano had done the Boy Named Goo record. And uh, so Rob came in and we did like a series of cover songs and Hit or Miss was one of those songs. And there were like some soft boys covers and stuff. There's there's at least two more of these records out there right. from 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 songs just from these sessions. You know, like it's like a light went off over our heads and we we're like, oh, yeah, we got all these great songs that have just been sort of here and there, you know, but uh, with Jerry Finn who uh, passed away a few years ago. Right, yeah. He, uh, yeah, maybe 10 years ago, maybe actually. Now, God, time flies, huh? Yeah. Um, in fact, maybe longer, God. But, but uh, you know, he was really instrumental in shaping a sound back yeah. then, you yeah. know? And, and uh, you know, so to hear those songs were pretty wild. Also, there were some songs that we did with, with, uh, uh, with Ed Cherney, who was like, and and he's passed away recently too. And he was a producer mixer. Then we went in and just did a bunch of uh, uh, sort of B side tracks with him too. And those songs ended up on a bunch of different records. And once again, there's another four songs or something like that from those sessions. And uh, so, you know, I, I think the thing I took away after listening to this, after they sent it to us, it was, wow, they got a lot more of this stuff, right. you know? Yeah. And it's kind of exciting that people get to hear them because, you know, the B-sides slip away and people hear them. They don't, you know, sometimes right. they're, you know, Japan gets to hear them, you know, or, you know, like whatever, you know, like a regional thing in, you know, Topeka or something. Right. Yeah. It's time for the Goo Goo Dolls anthology. You need the, uh, oh, the, the 10 disc. Dude. Dude, we we've uh, they we they we've been repackaged so many times. <laughs> They've been repackaging this band for a decade. Right. Uh, yeah, you know, man, it's uh, it's a crazy climate out there now. Yeah. You know, like you know, vinyl got big, and then all of a sudden, you know, we're releasing box sets at you know a couple thousand at a time on record store day, and you know, doing some cool stuff. You know, I'm I'm, I'm glad you're able to do that stuff still. You know, and it means something to somebody, you know, because, right. you know, it's 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 not the general rule really anymore. So, uh, you know, it's great that there's still like a group of people who who are really excited about that kind of thing. And, and you know, there's still I think the majority of those people still like stop their world and listen to music, right. you know, and. I don't think that's the rule so much anymore. Like I think it used to be like for teenagers and stuff, like the sure. world would stop and you would listen to music. It's like, I think now it's like, you're part of it, man. You know, it's right. like, you're part of what's going on. And, you know, people don't like screens that they can't touch and it doesn't react <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> to what they, uh, you know, you know, to what, to how they would like to feel things. So, you know, I, I, I think, uh, you know, it's just sort of a growth of how people interact with music. It's different than what I know, you know, but like I said, I still like the fact that, you know, sometimes all people really need to do is close their eyes and, and sort of listen to a record. I think that's great. Right. Do you still have your uh, record collection? I'm sure you must have had a you must have had a pretty decent one uh, back in the yeah, day. Yeah, I moved way too much, unfortunately, over the years. I've been on tour too much. You know, I've 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 uh, 
Yeah, and and, and uh, you know, over the years, had way too many breakups to to uh, you know yeah. hang on to split the collection up. We got to split it up. Yeah, but you know, I've got you know, I've you know, I've got a few. I've, I've still got a vinyl Wizard of True Star around here somewhere. You know, like you know, I've got <laughs> I've got some stuff that uh, you know, I'm 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 a I'm a pretty big Todd fan, so I so I got some Todd vinyl around still. I got I got an old 3D. Uh, satanic majesty's request oh, you know like i, I got I, yeah here somewhere yeah. yeah i got a, yeah i got a few things i've been hanging on to for years that i just can't seem to uh shake you know but but uh in general it's like i have to say like you know the the whole algorithm concept you know there's obviously drawbacks to it but i, I have to say i've discovered some pretty cool music over the years have you heard of a band called new neu neu yeah yeah the the, the german uh, kind of a crowd yeah. rock thing yeah man it such a cool record man. i had the second album uh it was like new and then new too yeah, yeah yeah new and this other band called can i just learned about. oh yeah They're, yeah 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 it's like it's like like you know like these bands would never have entered my life if it weren't for this algorithm because i don't think any of my friends really listen to them although if you and i hang out a little bit i'd probably learn a lot more wouldn't i <laughs> and vice versa i have a feeling yeah yeah there you who knew who knew from uh, goo goo dolls you'd be getting into kraut rock here you know oh, what i know, mean man. <laughs> what's it like you know just as i mentioned before having the, those tunes just be such a part of the uh, the the musical landscape you know what what is it like just driving around or just walking through a hotel or something or 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 you know, just hearing these songs that, you, you know, for you, you can visualize uh, recording them and remember, you know, putting them together and touring them and stuff. What, what's it like to have that legacy sort of around you all the time? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's awesome. Of course, you know, it's, you know, I mean, you know, it's a little bit weird. Like I can remember the excitement I used to feel, you know, when I was a kid, you know, yeah. uh, you know, you'd hear your song on the radio, you'd be like, my song's on the radio. That's me. You know, and, and like your world would stop. And then you went through this period sort of, of 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 embarrassment. Like when it happened, like I couldn't get to a radio fast enough to shut it off. Right. You know, because, you know, like I just was like, I don't know. It was weird. I, I don't know if it was like, I don't know if I felt guilty. I don't know what was going on. Right, but there was right. some, some, some mental equation made me not want to hear it. I was like, oh, my God. No, no, no. Uh, now I almost miss it half the time you know because like i said music has sort of taken up this weird place it's like right you know like like uh right here the other day i was in the supermarket i heard safe european home by the clash what are right. you kidding me like in the supermarket right. Right. you know i was like i was like pushing my card i'm like all right i'm out man you know like i don't i don't <laughs> understand anything anymore you know no it's true um, you know talk about the algorithms and and those companies whoever i don't know who it is muzak or whoever yeah. supplies but i've noticed that too shopping a few times where i'm like How, wh where did they get this to? Yeah. but but it's it's <laughs> like and you know, if you know music, like you know, you're a music person. You know, it, it, you're like, this was never in like the rotation no. of this kind of a world. But I no, guess as you're no. saying, where where people are discovering these new things and and stuff is popping up, and I guess some yeah. musical music supervisors somewhere are going, well, let's put that on the you know the yeah. I, I, but it is yeah, weird. Yeah, you're right. it's wild. But but you know, like I said, it's you know, music like 
when you hear it now, you know, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I mean, I hear it places. I hear it in restaurants, you know, I hear good owls in restaurants, you know, like, like, like I hear it in stores, you know, that kind of stuff, but like yeah. you're doing other stuff, you know, right. so sometimes it almost makes it by you, you know, right. My daughter's usually pretty good. She can tell John's voice. She doesn't know all our songs, but she can tell John's voice. Right. <laughs> and meanwhile, you're like, like trying to try it on a pair of pants or something. And it's, uh, you're like, oh, here's, uh, here's Iris, you know? Uh, no, it's good, man. I mean, you know, man, when you feel that, it makes you feel that connection, you know, that people have, you know, and it makes you feel good that, you know, you know, we can go out and play these songs and people are, you know, for, pro- probably for a while still going to be excited about it and, you know, that feels good when you're in a band. I guess that's what you're shooting for, you know, your whole career. So it feels good. Uh, it sounds like the 13th album uh, for you guys is on the way. What's uh, what's on the horizon? Yeah, we're well into it, man. We've got a bunch of songs. We hold up in a church in Woodstock for oh, cool. about two months and recorded over a dozen songs. And uh, John's doing some singing right now. And uh, we've got another chunk of time in LA to record a few more. So hopefully uh, we'll have another record. You know, it was weird. Miracle Pill was a weird ride for us, man. It's like we put it out. We did a little bit of touring in the fall Mm -hmm. and we were about to launch on this huge spring summer tour and COVID happened. So we really didn't get a chance to go out there and, you know, make it happen like we usually do for that record. So it almost feels like we didn't support it. Like, we should have, you know, right. and, you know, I, I, you know, I feel bad for that record. I feel like it kind of didn't get a shot or something like right. that, you know, and, and some of them did, had, did get their shot, you know, and didn't perform the way that I thought they were. I didn't feel bad for those records. They, right. they, they still got their shot, you know, but a miracle pill, I felt like didn't get a shot. If I, I, I thought there was probably some stuff that probably would have been a lot more uh, productive for us if we would have been out there, you know, to, to help it along. But well, maybe so, the algorithms, uh, the algorithms are trolling it now. They're still uh, finding it, you know, that's, dude, that's kind it, of the thing because they're, the shelf life on everything is, has been so extended too, you know? Yeah, it absolutely has. And, and I, I think it's going to be exciting and it's going to be tough to go out and do a tour next summer you know we've got this huge tour coming up you know next summer now and we're gonna have two new records that we haven't gone out and played played yet you know and like you know it's always a wrestling match you know like you want to go out and play as much of these stuff as you can but once again it's hard to hold up you know you know it's hard to hold up to you know these other dozen songs we got you know you know you can't really knock those out you know so you know it becomes harder and harder to make a set so it's going to be ridiculously hard to make a set but it's it's going to be exciting to have all this new music you know to have to be out there to play for people most of for the first time well cool man i thank you so much for your time and i wish you uh thank you, all the best with the compilation and uh, all the best uh, with hope your production on the, the next record goes smoothly and well and, and look yeah, forward man. to hearing it i appreciate it thanks for being a music fan brother uh, you got it and keep uh, discovering new music in the supermarket right. because uh, yeah, that's where it's at now that's where it's at <laughs> all right brother i'll talk to you soon all right robbie we'll see you later bye bye Radar is produced by Evan Toth in partnership with WFDU 89.1 FM and The Vinyl District. You can hear Radar on WFDU 89.1 FM or anytime online at thevinyldistrict.com.